Welcome back to Marvel Maniac and MCU After Show. This is Eric Cicada, your host, aka Mr. Honest. Today we're here to talk about the God of Thunder. Yes, I'm talking about Thor, the original movie released in 2011, April 17th. I realize I haven't been putting the dates in. We're a work in pro- progress here at Marvel Maniac. Um, a humble, humble beginning, uh, beginnings here. I'm very happy with what, what we got going on here, and uh, we're Marvel Maniacs. As we as we grow, uh, we learn. And uh, I saw this in theaters. It's gonna be today. We're gonna be looking at Loki as we prepare for Loki, um, who makes his first appearance in the MCU in this film. Um, there's a lot here with him. A lot of lot of backstory. Um, yeah, so the first Thor movie is hugely, hugely, hugely one of my favorite adventures for him. Um, I mean, you gotta establish the character in a correct way if you're gonna send him through a cinematic universe, right? Um, and in this in this uh, venture of starting a cinematic universe, you gotta introduce a second character. Uh, it's gonna be risky putting another arrogant character in there next to Tony Stark. Um, yet, in my opinion, they do another fantastic job of bringing that type of character into the mix. Um, does it take a little bit to pan out long-term on screen over the course of a couple of these movies through maybe Avengers Infinity War and Endgame? Yeah. We're still seeing this story unfold on screen via um, Thor, Love and Thunder coming out next year. But we start now with Thor the original today a marvel maniac and loki comes out june 9th we're getting closer and closer next week we're covering captain america the first avenger following week the avengers and then finally loki the following wednesday on june 9th um let's start with thor so the the movie starts we see a large truck alone in, uh, in the night and desert in the desert under the night stars in Puente Antuigo. I'm probably saying that wrong, New Mexico. We meet Darcy Lewis for the first time. We got to know Darcy and WandaVision, our very first show that we covered here on uh, Marvel Maniac for, uh, the, for the OG Marvel Maniac followers and subscribers. She is working on computer. I mean, you're all OG followers and subscribers, really, at this point. Thank you for being here. Uh, she's working on computer scanning the area with Eric Selvig, a scientist. Uh, they get on the roof of the van and put a device on top of the van with uh, changing numbers. Outside the van is Jane Foster. The three of them motionless, motionlessly stare at the sky, and they all wait. Darcy asks if they can listen to the radio, and they're both like, no. <laughs> Darcy uh, is younger than when she... We met her in WandaVision, uh, so a little more, uh, you know, she's a little, she's a little younger, a little more impulsive. Jane mentions that there have been 17 occurrences similar to what they're observing in the sky uh, this night, and Eric tells her that she can't keep doing this, um, whatever it is that they're doing there. Um, they're observing the night. They're kind of on radios and um, computers and whatnot. They're observing the sky, um, the stars, they're... They're just scientists looking at the stars, taking in. Look, they're 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 Thor watchers. <laughs> uh, no, they're they're Thor watching, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Jane, I think you want to see this. Is what Darcy says, and then there's a huge aurora that pops up in the sky, and they speed towards it. Jane films it. A funnel cloud forms out of this. We all know what this is, but I admire the craziness of this scene, seeing it from the ground level. An arrival on Earth, unlike uh, unhuman and unlike any other. Uh, Darcy tries to veer out of the way because she doesn't want to die over six college credits. Uh, but Jane insists they keep going. <laughs> uh, they run over a half-naked man. They all surround him. Where did he come from? Uh, Darcy asks. Tunsberg, Norway. 965 AD. Now, I got to take a direct quote from Odin on this one because this is learning about very simple history in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Once mankind accepted a simple truth 
that they were not alone in this universe. Some worlds man believed to be home to their gods. Others they knew to fear. From a realm of cold and darkness came the frost giants. So, during the scene, Norway is attacked by frost giants. The human world that we know is Earth. Um, the frost giants have a big box. Uh, and first I thought it was a test rack, but no, it's just this big box. And it freezes people solid. Um, it threatened to plum, uh, plunge the mortal world into a new ice age. Humanity would not face this threat alone. Odin shows up with his army, and they start fighting the Frost Giants. This battle is fast, but we get a shot of Odin uh, shooting like really cool flames from his shield. Uh, the Frost Giant, main one, uh, main bad guy, I get his name later, uh, viciously making someone into ice and smashing them to bits. Very, very cool battle. Uh, Odin loses his eye in this fight. Odin's army drove the Frost Giants back to their home and took their power from them. When the war was over, they returned to and stayed at Asgard, the Asgardians. And this is the first time we see Asgard in the MCU, and it looks great. Very similar to how we always see it through Thor Ragnarok. And I wonder if in Loki, we will come back to see uh, Ragnarok in any flashbacks or in any one way or another uh, via the variant Lokis if you're watching the trailers. There's going to be variants. Um, hence my new Marvel Maniac artwork. Have you seen it? What do you think? Thoughts, comments, concerns? I like it. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan. I think it looks great. Here we remain as beacon uh, as a beacon of hope, shining out across the stars. And though we have fallen into man's myth and legends, it was Asgard and its warriors that brought peace into the universe. Anthony Hopkins, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Hopkins in the MCU. Can you, like, can you ask for anyone better at this moment? Like, I, w I was so happy to... Like, I couldn't... I can't even, like, tell you how great I love... How great his performance is and how wonderful the dynamic of these characters are. You, you gotta say, the love story is good in this movie it, it's fine I love Jane and Thor as a couple but the family dynamic in this movie it's more more it's got the more interesting story Odin leads a young Thor and Loki but the but the day will come when one of you will have to defend that peace a young Loki uh, he wearily asks the frost uh, if the frost giants are still out there she's interested at a very young age you know um, Loki, from a young age, wants to know all ends. He wants to know if the enemy still remains, right? He wants to take, right? He wants to take action. If there's any out there, there's still a threat. Young Loki sees that. Thor says when he's king, he'll hunt down and slay all the monsters just like his father. A wise king never seeks out the war, but he always must be ready for it. Uh, Odin, wise, wise, wise man. Big fan of Odin. Um, you know, but we kind of lose connection with him. We lose a little connection with him at some point. Uh, we see a glimpse of the hammer sitting off to the side in this room. The boys say that they, wanna be, they both want to be kings, and Odin says, Only one of you can ascend the throne, but both of you were born to be kings. Loki... I mean, time, I mean, there's still time in, I mean, it looks like he's still around for to become a king in this series. Thor holds the hammer in full Thor attire in front of a, a cheering crowd. This is uh, obviously a flash forward. We get uh, Mr. Hemsworth uh, in the flesh. He flips the hammer and approaches his father on the throne. We see his mother smirk, and Lady Sith, uh, she rolls her eyes at the arrogance. Uh, Lady Sith is one of the few names of many of Thor's crew I can really capture throughout all of this, uh, which is my, you know, I, I it, it'd be very hard for me to keep up with all of the names of his crew. He has a very cool, awesome crew. Um, the, all their names, I'm going to call them Thor's Crew & Co., um, because they're awesome, armed people that Thor is crewed up with. Okay, so Odin watches Thor through just, he's just expressionless, you know. He's not a fan of Thor's ego uh, because he's just winking at his mom and he's just flipping his hammer, hammer as he's walking, you know. It's just not super good looking. Um, 
Odin thumps his spear on the floor. He says, Thor Odison, my heir, my firstborn, so long entrusted with a mighty hammer, Mjolnir, forged in the heart of a dying star. We get to see that dying star in Avengers Infinity War firsthand. Beautiful. Uh, its power has no equal as a weapon to destroy or as to build. It is fit. It is a fit companion for a king. Loki also stands beside the king here. Um, you know, we come to know in this movie, Loki had a hand in most of everything that happens uh, in all the events of these movies. But the movie does a good job of really not alluding to any of that up past maybe 10 minutes from now so like but Loki still does have a hand in this point of the movie and what's about to happen um so for uh far below the, the throne room in the heart of the palace two guards uh pass various artifacts this is in Odin's uh vault so they approach uh, the blue box at the end of his vault this uh is dangerous because someone is already in there. We see a blue frosty hand on the wall. Just as Odin is swearing in Thor, he knows the frost giants are in the vault. Just after the guards were killed, Odin releases a guardian that demolishes the frost giants with its face. We will see this guardian later in the movie, um, but for this one point in the movie, it was a savior. <laughs> Thor surveys, surveys the corpses. Uh, he says they must pay for what they've done, the Frost Giants. Odin replies that they did pay for with, their, with their lives. Uh, Thor disagrees, and he wants uh, to know uh, why, just why they did this. Loki looks surprised and Thor, at, at uh, Thor's tone with Odin. You know, nobody talks to Odin like this, and Thor is lashing out at him. Odin asks Thor what action he would have taken as king. And Thor says he would have marched he would march into Jotunheim as he once did and teach them a lesson. Now this next scene is very powerful. So they'll never dare to try to cross our borders again. Odin says, So you're thinking as only as a warrior, Thor, this is uh, this is an act of war. It was the act of but a few doomed to fail, Odin said. And then Thor says, look how far they got. We will find the breach in our defenses and it will be sealed. Again, astonished and humbled, Loki is just thrown by this uh, back and forth. Because you'd imagine most of their lives, Thor and Loki were just quiet to Odin's demandies. But Odin's insanely powerful um Thor screams as the king of Asgard and Odin says but you're not king not yet this enrages Thor and he begins flipping tables literally roaring uh Loki steps out from behind the column a column and uh Thor tells him this was to be his day of triumph Loki tells him it will come in time. Uh, Loki tells Thor he thinks he was right about everything. There's nothing he can do without defying their father. This makes Thor immediately decide they are going to Jotunheim. Now, this is where we start to see manipulation manipulation uh, come into play and some of Loki's true colors um, seeping through and where his motivations lie. He... Yeah, he wants Thor to get in trouble. So the look on Loki's face maybe shows that he doesn't want Thor to be hurt, and, and maybe but uh, to mess up so he can be king. Thor's friends immediately hesitated this idea, but Thor holds him to how great he is, which I do not deny. But uh, you know, it's not the best idea. Just listen to Odin, who led you into the most glorious of battles. Uh, Sif and friends agree. Like that's one of the things he says. He's just like pretty much holding anything over there. Had to go with him. Uh, they embark on the rainbow bridge, leaving on horses. The bridge is visually one of my favorite things in the MCU. Um, it's beautiful. The road extends over the sea to a dome metal building on an island. Like, the bridge to Asgard, like, for a second, like, you always can maybe think about it as a little inconvenient, but you can think about a lot of monuments, like, I don't know, a lot of roads and bridges or whatever uh, as inconvenient, but they just look beautiful. 
why are certain things certain places? I don't know. Um, the road, the, the bridge on Asgard is just gorgeous. A man with gleaming gold armor holding a giant sword guards this dome. It's Heimdall. Who doesn't love Heimdall? Uh, Thor asks to pass. Loki tries to deal with Heimdall first, like he thinks he's going to be able to handle it, you know, or he wants to give off the appearance that he's able to handle Heimdall. Uh, he immediately, Heimdall knows what, what Loki and Co. are up to. He says, never has an enemy slipped my watch until this day. I wish I know how that happened. And then we get a look from Loki. Um, this is all not as obvious as I'm making it. Um, I'm looking at it with a sharp eye when to the audience is just a very, very subtle look. Um, it's very good at being subtle if you don't really know what's coming. Pretty good. Um, then tell no one where we've gone until we've returned, uh, says Thor to Heimdall. So Thor, yeah, he's going to Jotunheim to take care of some business uh, that his dad doesn't want him to with these ice giants. He doesn't like what they did uh so thor and his companions walk to the circular dome with uh this gl gl glowing golden pit at the bottom heimdall inserts his sword into the center and the dome's ex uh, exterior spins slowly to intensely heimdall warns the group that if their return threatens asgard that he will not open the bifrost again uh, and he will leave them to die in Jotunheim. Thor says he has no plans to die today. And I love this. Heimdall says, none do. And he just immediately transports them to uh, Jotunheim. This is what I love about Thor and the Marvels, Marvel movies. The, the, the Bifrost transportation is always equally as powerful and um, immense. So when, when you get transported somewhere via Bifrost, it's just insane. And um, it's just... It's, it's, yeah, so when they, when they move to, uh, Jotunheim, it's a big deal. Uh, when, when, when Thor leaves Earth, or arrives to Earth, up to Infinity War via Bifrost, uh, it's a big deal. Uh, the Bifrost is a big deal. The traveling through space is a huge deal. Um, I mean, at one point, Thor, up, up through maybe Infinity War, Thor has more complete access to it, but, uh, yeah. So... Uh, dark fingers of rock jag upward and light snow falls in this dark wasteland of Jotunheim. It is not a welcoming place. Very cold. Very It's a it's wasteland. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't put up camp there. I wouldn't want to spend any time there. Um, no wonder these people or these monsters wanted to invade Earth. I don't know how they got to Earth in the beginning. This is the prelude of this movie. They were attacking um, Norway. So, Sif asks where Thor. Uh, Sif asks Thor where uh, they are, and uh, they, he says they're in hiding. They're afraid. Um, one of his companions says we shouldn't be here. So their leader, the Frost Giant leader, his name is Laufey. We find. Uh, he says, you've come a long way to die, Asgardian. He's a big, red-eyed, deep-voice monster, Laufey. Uh, Thor asks how his people got into Asgard. He says, the House of Odin is full of traitors. You long for battle, you crave it, you're nothing but a boy trying to prove himself a man. And Thor says, well, this boy has grown tired of your mockery. Uh, Loki's trying to... Well, Monstor to say stop he says he tells her stop and think look around you we're outnumbered Laufey the frost giant leader offers them a chance to leave at this point because he says that they don't know what they're they've gotten themselves into and uh another big giant approaches them as he's saying this kind of like intimidate them and um Loki accepts this gracious offer for Thor this is why it's kind of tough to see where Loki's head is at through these moments like how much of Loki wanted like I think really up until maybe like Loki I don't know I think Loki really wanted Thor to be okay I just think Loki wanted to be king really and at the end of things I don't think I think Loki wanted Thor to mess up here but I don't think he wanted Thor to die or get hurt you know I don't know I don't know he but, but anyway I think he knew this was going to happen regardless. Uh, Thor actually starts to walk away from the battle, but the big giant approaching was, that was approaching them uh, 
says, uh, he's like, run back home, little princess. <laughs> Which I really like. You know, it's like, it's like what is it? Like a New York on the streets, you know, uh, this big old ancient uh, Jodenheim ice goblin, you know. <laughs> or ice, uh, whatever they are. <laughs> Run back home, little princess. <laughs> that was good. Uh, wasn't expecting that out of him. And uh, Loki's like, damn, immediately, because he he knew uh, what this means. Thor, big smile on his face. Hammer falls like into his hand, spins and smacks the giant in the face with Mjolnir at least thirty feet into the wall. This is like. We know this is the part of the movie that is aware that Thor is about to maybe lose his powers for like an hour, so we need some Thor action. Um, Thor, like literal, let's see Thor at ultimate. Like the, whoever made this movie is like, we need to see this guy at his ultimate ability. Like we don't need no. We need to give this superhero his powers at the beginning. This is almost like. Spider-Man has his powers like in the MCU at the beginning. Thor has his powers at the beginning of this movie. Um, <laughs> like we got, we got, we got a Thor fight here. This is insane. So um, this is one of the maybe the best fights Thor ever, ever has. Maybe the, 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 in his first showing. So he smacks the first giant at least thirty feet, thirty feet into a wall, and he says next, and then he slams several other giants. Loki actually throws something in the battle. Um, th there's there's a lot of Thor's gang fighting in the battle, and they're all getting their licks. Uh, the whole group um, is doing great, but Thor does this. <laughs> Thor, I guess, has this habit in battle. Uh, he says, "At least make it a challenge for me." And this is similar to Ultron, and I don't. Maybe in Ultron, this was a callback to this moment. Um, <laughs> it gives me the chills though, <laughs> because but this wasn't as like a. Fine, uh, we're like in ultra defined moment, uh, but like the the big bad didn't have more for him. More giants come at them. Thor breaks an ice giant's uh, face with his hammer. Loki tricks a giant into falling off a cliff with his translucent trick. We see for the first time. That is cool. So Loki is just a master of magic, and we learn why in this movie. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if Asgardians are just technically p capable of being magical in general. There's a lot of mystery behind behind Asgard and what they're uh, you know gods technically are capable of in this world. So I guess anyone in a magical world, magic is possible, right? Loki gets his wrist grabbed in the fight by a frost giant, and it turns blue, uh, the same blue as them. This shocks him. This wasn't expected. At this moment, this is the turning point. Loki had wanted to probably not really hurt his brothers or anything. He had good intentions, probably uh, less cynical, uh, and his intentions turn. Thor, uh, Thor's companion Thandriel, uh, this is the guy with the mustache. He gets stabbed by huge spikes after he lays it in on one of the um, one of the baddies, and. Uh, yeah, there's huge ice spikes, and Sif urges Thor just to leave at this point. Thor tells them to go if they have to, uh, as he sends his hammer. He does this thing, the thing he does. If, I think he does this in multiple movies, maybe Avengers movies. This is sick. He just sends his hammer flying throughout the battlefield, um, where the camera follows the hammer, and it's hitting at least like 10. Boom, boom. 10 to 12 giants, it seems like, in a row. Until his hammer slams into this big old bank of ice. And this wasn't just a bank of ice. Uh, it, it breaks this giant creature out of its, like, ice cocoon. Yeah. And, yeah, like, a little bit of lightning. It also goes a little bit of lightning to break it out um, from the hammer. So this huge, muscly thing, it, it breaks out of its icy shell. Um, this... Um, gives Thor the idea to like fling a bunch of rocks like projectiles so he like he uses his hammer kind of like a fan against the ground and really fast the rocks start flinging out against all of the ice goblins this is a really solid idea to get like every goblin off of him at that point he goes super Thor uh, Thor at this point then shat shatters the whole floor below him with a huge bolt of lightning like everything sinks and this gets the companions ahead they just make it out of the sinkhole 
Thor, Thor, like they get to the, like they race, 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 race. They run, they run, they run. They get to the end of a cliff. Uh, Thor defeats the giant beast at the end of the cliff, and it it seems like they freaking won, uh, right? No, uh, Thor turns around, and they turns out to be like they're outnumbered like by like maybe twice as many as they like fought the first in the first place with uh, Loki or. I'm, I, I'm saying maybe the guy's wrong. I'm, I keep saying the guy's name wrong. Um, but uh, with the ice giant leader right there, smiling cynically, you know, he knows he's got them. Uh, th- this is their world. Um, Thor's out of his out of his depth. He's out of his depth, like his father um, kind of sees here. Um, so sitting atop a black warhorse. Odin appears in full armor, blasting out of the Bifrost. We get to see Odin. Uh, look, he looks great. Thor, Thor screams in the most innocent uh, but genuine way. Father, we'll finish him together. And uh, Odin screams silence like he's embar- a little embarrassed, you know. Uh, the leader, uh, he glides to Odin. Um, Lauki. Is his name Lauki? I'm, I gotta go back up and look now. It's Laufey, and I, I'm saying Lauki because, I mean, we learn later. Spoiler alert for the movie we're talking about, and I'm gonna reveal in like 10, 20 minutes, is, is, he's Loki's real dad. He's Loki's real father, so. Laufey is Loki's dad. Laufey tells Odin he looks weary, and Odin um, replies to him that they should just end this now. Uh, Laufey says, your boy sought this out. Odin replies that you're right, and these are the actions of a boy. Treat them as such. You and I can end this here and now before there's further bloodshed. He says that they are beyond diplomacy, and they'll get what they came for, war and death. Odin, at that moment, brings everyone back through the Bifrost. He blasts them back through. Thor argues that he was protecting his home, back home, uh, with when he's talking with Odin and co., uh, and that uh, Jotunheim should fear him. Odin says that that's pride and vanity talking. And you are a vain, greedy, cruel boy. Um, you are an old man and a fool, says Thor. Odin says, I was a fool. Yes, it seems you weren't ready. And I just have to go quote for quote here because this is some really good justified stuff from Odin. And... Um, I really like Anthony Hopkins' delivery on it. <laughs> and I do think it's funny that a lot of these... Uh, I do find it... I do listen back to my podcast to see like what the vibe is. And I, I, I do genuinely deliver this show. Um, I, I do come to realize that a lot of this show is technically me re-delivering a movie to you via me saying it. Uh, less than me recapping. <laughs> uh, but in a way, I, 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 do, I do feel like I'm putting a lot of my thoughts on it at the same time. Uh, and these quotes, they're fun for me to read because re-reading them is also reflecting them in a way and like looking at them from a different angle um so that's what i'm getting out of it uh it helps me just honestly break down the words a little bit more and now i'm thinking about like odin's intentions for loki and it's just interesting so that's why i do this uh if anyone's wondering i was so this is what odin says to thor um i was a fool Yes, it seems you weren't ready, Thor Odinson. You have betrayed the express command of your uh, your king through your arrogance and stupidity. You've opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the hope of desolation and war. Odin slams his spear down and uh, releasing boats of white lightning. Not boats, bolts. You You are unworthy of these realms. You are unworthy of this title you are unworthy of the loved ones you have betrayed and i now take from you your power he takes his hammer armor and pushes him into the bifrost and then the most powerful scene uh the the great is it so good so well shot uh whosoever holds this hammer if he be worthy shall possess the power of thor <laughs> and he he says it to Mjolnir. I love it. Chills. I love you, Anthony Hopkins. I freaking love you. Um, Loki is blank faced observing this. Just blank faced. Okay. Thor lands in the same place we see him land at the beginning of the movie. So we are full circle now. Now we see Thor make eye contact with Jane Foster 
first. And he's calling out for his hammer. Uh, Darcy says it's pretty clear he's looking for his hammer. <laughs> uh, Darcy shoots Thor with a taser. And they slide Thor into the back of a truck. As the truck pulls away, we see the hammer land in the distance. It's safe to say the events of Iron Man 2 are happening right now. Uh, Jane and Darcy and Eric check Thor in at a hospital. He wakes up and he says, how dare you attack the son of Odin? Uh, this isn't good. This isn't good because Thor's in a hospital and uh, he doesn't know where he is in, 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 in Earth. And he, he, he doesn't know what Earth is in, in our society. So, uh, yeah, he starts attacking, attacking the doctors and uh, they have to retain him and give him a shot. <laughs> Poor Thor. Poor doctors. At least Thor's, like, leveled out in their power right now, so, like, he's just punching them like a normal, like, uh, WWE wrestler. <laughs> we get a large shot of where Thor's hammer landed in a huge crater. Mjolnir. Um, it's in a rock, and a man tries to pull it out. I don't know why I, I wrote Mjolnir like it was being introduced as a character for the first time in the movie. Like, we've seen it, like, 20 times. The way I wrote it in this note, like, it's like, Mjolnir. <laughs> um, it doesn't budge this guy um, okay so we, we, we get to, we get to Puente Antigo a big centerpiece of this movie um, for the rest of the movie Jane and co discuss the science behind what they found on the previous night it's a different star constellation uh, and they're just it's hard for me to like go into what they're talking about considering we know everything that's happening out there it's uh freaking asgard and thor and all that stuff so i mean it's let's skip over the uh you know the simple things we know they're they're arguing basically about if asgard exists uh <laughs> um and then they see a picture on the pictures of their what they were taking pictures of last night through the picture of their what they saw of the bifrost they see a man falling through it so, upon realizing this, they get back in their truck and go back to the hospital because they need to talk to this guy about him falling out of the sky. Um, <laughs> back at the crater, the Mjolnir crater, a dozen people now are gathered around this thing trying to pull it out. Uh, we got a little sword in the stone action happening, modern sword in the stone action. Um, a pickup truck is attached to it. It can't even budge. Stan Lee is the driver of this pickup truck um great cameo uh, rest in peace love you stanley uh, colson steps out and looks at the crater identical to the post credit scene in iron man 2 sir we found it thank you mcu continuity <laughs> love it darcy is watching thor change you know for a homeless person he's pretty cut she says darcy classic darcy we don't I freaking love these. I love this. All this, uh, all these comeback characters from our MCU uh, bounce back. Now we're doing almost this little like, MCU machete order thing. Now we got going on here, at Marvel Maniac. I like it. Um, Jane lends him her Axis T-shirt, just which conveniently fits him like uh, a glove. You know, back at Asgard, Thor's companions are gathered with Loki. As he was kind of like looking at his arm where he once saw that it was blue back at the battle, um, he admits to them that he told the gar guard, um, he admits that like Thor's friends that he told the guard um, Heimdall that to tell Odin after they left what they were doing. And Sif tells Loki to convince Odin to change his mind about Thor. This is what Loki has to say about Thor. And the, true, the, the first time the real true colors come out on screen about how Loki feels about Thor. He says, in quotes, I love Thor more dearly than any, but you know what he is. He's arrogant. He's reckless. He's dangerous. You saw how he was today. Is that what Asgard needs from its king? He leaves. Sif and the rest discuss how it could have been Loki that Laufey, um, the Ice King, um, said there could have been traitors so uh, in the house of Odin so it could have been Loki um, so one of the uh, Thor's companions says a master of magic could have easily made that happen smart suggestion there you know maybe you hit it right on the head there dude next we see Loki in Odin's vault picking up the casket the ice casket um, Odin is directly behind him as he's doing it he tells him to stop uh, he immediately asks Odin if he's cursed. Odin calmly tells him no. 
Um, Loki asks what he is. Odin tells him he's his son. Uh, this is where we really start. This is important here, I'm, I'm assuming, for the Loki series. Uh, if we're not going to dive back into this in two weeks, I'm assuming this is just really important to the backstory of the Loki series. Uh, if not going to be shown in flashbacks, WandaVision's flashbacks, you know, they were important, every single one. Um, and everything that happened in all of Wanda's scenes and Vision scenes in every movie seemed to be important. So I'm just assuming that... You know, everything that happens in these movies, in these background, in this Loki's background has importance considering this, this Loki that we're getting is um, not the Loki that we come to know at the end of the MCU, but this Loki that we, this exact Loki that we're meeting now, um, we is the Loki that we're going to get to know um, in Loki. Like we, we we're, we're in the series Loki. I don't know. See, this is the thing. I don't know how the MCU is going to handle this. Like, maybe we're going to get, like, more. And we don't know. Like, the MCU could totally play a different twist on things with Endgame. And, like, we may find out Loki lived. And they don't want to tell us that, right? But the way I know it and the way it's presented to us as an audience as of now. And the way so why I'm doing my podcast the way I'm doing it is. Um, and I'm sorry to halt this exact moment. But, I mean, come on. This is where we are in the MCU right now, and this is the mo a moment for this character. And why I'm recapping, um, Loki is like literally. Let's just say right now we're in the timeline of the series in this moment. This is alternate timeline where this Loki is about to go on the separate timeline where Endgame's happening, and when this Loki goes to fight in the Avengers movie. He is not going to move on to Thor Dark World. And instead, he's going to receive the Tesseract when Tony accidentally bumps it in his direction in Endgame via end of the first Avengers movie. So this Loki's head is going to be very close to where this mindset is going to be close to where our Loki is going to be in the series very close. I mean, we're going to have a lot of Avengers Loki's mindset, but think about how much story we're getting here compared to what we get in Avengers. We don't get as much in Avengers. Um, we're learning so much about this character's intentions going right into his series right now. I think that's really valuable. Um, so it, 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 it really, um, it's stunning to see the moment, uh, in, uh, Loki's kind of broken by his father, uh, and this is it. So Loki turns, Loki, I'm just going to start over here. It's just like, he asks Odin if he's cursed and Odin says no. And Loki asks what he is. And Odin says he's his son. Loki turns around to be completely blue. What more than that? Uh, and I just, I forget it. Can Loki always be blue? Can he still do that? Um, something I wonder if we'll, but we'll dive into in the show. Uh, the casket wasn't the only t thing you took from Jodenheim, was it? No. Uh, Odin admits. In the aftermath of the battle, I went to the temple and found a baby left to die. It was Laufey's son. Loki is just baffled by this because he just doesn't know why Odin would take the enemy's son. Uh, considering Loki's tactics, Loki under Loki, Loki just doesn't get it. He asks him why, why. Loki screams for him to tell him. It's a very dramatic scene. Loki is so emotional. Tom Hiddleston, um, such a good actor. Uh, this is why he's so well known for this role. Um, just the layers in Loki. Uh, he is one of the best villains because he's so complex. And the pain in his eyes in this scene. And uh, yeah, he's hurt by his father. And uh, Odin thought he could unite the kingdoms through, through Loki one day. Um, but he says that's no longer possible. And Loki, you feel the hurt through this because look, and Loki replies, "So I'm no more than another stolen relic, locked up until you might have use for me." And then Odin says, "Why must you twist my words? Uh, you could have told me what I was from the beginning. Why didn't you?" And Odin replies, "You're my son. I only wanted to protect you from the truth." 
It all makes sense now. Why you all favored Thor all these years. He didn't say why you all favored Thor. Why you favored Thor all these years. Uh, because no matter how much you claim to love me, you can never have a frost giant sitting on the throne of Asgard. Odin starts to collapse, and Loki calls for the guards. You know, this is a big moment because uh, Odin loves Loki. And it's really huge, and it shows so much. Um, Odin's love for Loki. It breaks him down that, uh, oh, breaks Odin down that uh, Loki can't see it. Um, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Uh, and, and, and Loki uses that against Thor at the end of the movie and says that it was Thor's actions that broke Odin down. It wasn't even Loki's actions that broke Odin down. It the fact that Loki wouldn't accept Odin's love or believe Odin's love I think is the thing that broke Odin down doesn't that just hurt um, back on earth in a diner Thor shovels pancakes in his mouth lighthearted moment we get some innocent uh, Thor on earth action uh, he slams a coffee mug on the ground another <laughs> Love this. Uh, Jane says no more smashing and to be polite. I think on Asgard, like there were there were there was like you know etiquette, right? Uh, I just don't know why he's so rude all of a sudden. But anyway, uh, he's uh, whatever. He's arrogant. Some passerby's mentioned that the hammer about the hammer in the restaurant. Uh, this big guy and, he, and Thor immediately like beelines at him from the booth and he's like. Where? Where do I? Where must I find the hammer? Uh, Fifty miles west to here, but the whole army was headed there. Last they heard. Oh boy! So Thor tells Jane that if he takes her there, he will give her the answer she wants about uh, space. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, Eric is talking sense into Jane because, like, everything he's saying is like, it's mythology, and like, it's, he's he's talking nonsense. Jane, uh, you can't run, you can't just go with him. Uh, it's funny considering how crazy Eric goes later because he calls Thor delusional. Think about uh, if you've seen Thor: Dark World, you see where Eric Selvig is. Um, this man, this actor who plays Eric Selvig, uh, if I. Uh, he, the crazy eyes on this man uh, he, wonderful uh, god, god bless uh, would, <laughs> would love to see Selvig again um, later uh, in, in the MCU I always you know off really off 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 topic but like really good idea for me in my opinion you know we've seen Spider-Man done in so many ways I just like to see him like having like I'd like to see him turn into like a Spider-Man villain I don't know Give him, give him an al the alternate Doc Ock role somehow, like he has an alternate past name as uh, Octavius or something, and throw him in the role. I don't know. That's stupid. Um, I'm not the writer. I'm just the maniac. I'm, I'm just obsessing over shit over here, waiting for more stuff to come up. They part ways. Uh, Thor goes off on his own. Um, Jane looks back at Thor as she walks away. She sees her stuff being taken away by S.H.I.E.L.D. and Coulson pays her off. Jane says she can't replace this stuff at Radio Shack. Coulson says we're the good guys to Jane. And Jane says so are we. This is hard to watch. Because, you know, Jane really, really... The one thing that Natalie Portman portrays really well in this movie, uh, I'm saying this as if Natalie Portman isn't a wonderful actress. I mean, I, I mean I'm just saying like she really nails that she really cares about her work uh, as a scientist, as, and she, she's done a lot of work. And um, Coulson, I'd never seen him feel like such an antagonist uh, up against her taking all of her research, and uh, it sucks. It really sucks for her. So. Jane, Eric, and Darcy sit on the roof of their lab, which is completely ransacked by S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, they took everything. They took everything. Eric says he has a colleague that might be able to help help him. Uh, Darcy asks if they took his laptop, too. Darcy, with a light, comedic humor, as we always see it to this day in the MCU. Thank you, Darcy. Sif and Co. approach the throne to deal with Odin. Not deal with Odin, to... You know, barter with Odin to see if they can get Thor back. My friends, my father has fallen into the Odin's sleep. He may never awaken again. Uh, we as an audience don't really know what the Odin's sleep is. I guess it's, it's just it's a thing. I should Google it, but I haven't. Uh, I'm just a Marvel maniac. I assume, uh, I just assume to know. Um, it's just this thing that happens to Odin where he falls asleep like a bear and he can't wake up for like periods of time. 
Yeah, so he says you can bring your urgent matter to me, your king. Uh, Sif says, my king. We would ask that you end Thor's banishment. Loki says that he can't undo Odin's last command um, with his first command. It would be rude. So they're on, the, because they're on the brink of war with Jotunheim, uh, and Thor, you know, kind of messed up. So he says, we're done. And Sif is the last to leave with the group uh, remaining rooted in the ground, staring at Loki before leaving, giving him a nice firm stare. Eric is in the library. Eric Selvig, looking at uh, images. By the way, Eric, this is a great name, by the way. By the way, great name, man. Uh, looking at images of Norse mythology. And he's kind of smiling, seeing pictures of Thor and whatnot. You know, how old is Thor? Is Thor just like a reoccurring thing that happens throughout time? Or is Thor just like thousands of, year old, thousands of years old? And if so, like, how is he even into Jane? What's going on here? Thor walks into a pet shop and he says, I need a horse. And Jane asks him uh, if, she, if, if, she, if he still needs a lift. More reasonable. No horses at pet shops. Thor's learning the ways of Earth. On their way, Jane tells Thor that she's never done anything like this before. And Thor lets her know that she's clever. Far more clever than anyone else he's met in this realm. Realm, uh, she emphasizes. Uh, good banter between the two. Building up, building up. Uh, simple love story here, but it's played genuinely. And it's played well. Odin lays in a giant golden bed. Loki asks his mom how long it will last, the Odin sleep. She says, this time it's different, so it's happened before. She asked why she lied. He asked why she lied. And she said they didn't want him to feel different. You are his son, Loki. What hope is there for Thor, he asks. Uh, there is a purpose to everything your father does says mom it's so great that we get the mom all the way through endgame even like though we only see her through dark world and we never see her again through endgame the same actress comes through wonderful thor and jane arrive at the shield base reminiscent of the base outside of westview in my opinion uh well you know that's reminiscent of this maybe um they're not really nodding to each other but in a way uh, big army bases are big army bases uh this is just guarding mjolnir not a giant uh you know fake simulated town uh, wasn't you know alternate dimensions? Thor gives Jane his jacket to keep her warm outside and runs towards the compound. Uh, one man overlooking uh, uh, the cameras sees something's up. This guy is like the Hydra agent guy. Later, it's revealed in Captain America too. That's um, like a Shield agent, but secretly, you know, sorry, not sorry for these secret little spoilers. Well, you've probably seen these movies before. If you haven't, my bad. Uh, you, you know what? You don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, you didn't hear it. Uh, <laughs> alarms go off and armed guards run everywhere. Thor knocks some guy out and takes the disguise. Um, Thor hides in the shadows while the whole base starts to go nuts. It's just insane. Thor rushes into a tunneled plastic shooting leading to the crater's center. Uh, it's like all guarded. And he rushes to in, in, into an agent in the tunnel and slams him into another agent. Very cool. Coulson radios that uh, he needs eyes up high uh, with a gun. We see an arm, uh, like a man like from the back, reach for a sniper. But it, then he reaches up for a bow. It's Hawkeye. We get our first Hawkeye appearance. I almost forgot about this. We get Hawkeye. Who will have his own series? hey -o. What about that? Um, Marvel Maniac's going to be covering that. Are you excited for I'm freaking excited for that. Unbelievable. Um, we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, hello. More Marvel series coming your way. Thor continues to, to rush the tunnel. Uh, he strides towards the hammer, then gets slammed by a huge agent. Thor says he's fought bigger. True, probably. But Thor is not... Thor right now. He's just regular, just got normal powers, manpower. So he gets into a muddy brawl with this guy. Uh, he sees Mjolnir's silhouette through a wall, and he just walks towards it because he takes this guy down. Uh, Thor gets really beaten up in that fight, though. You better call it, Coulson, because I'm starting to root for this guy. We get a genuine Hawkeye delivery. Love it. Thor genuinely reaches for the hammer, but cannot pull it out of the ground. Uh, this moment is genuine. He screams, and it's sad. I say the word genuine a lot here. I notice. I notice. Acknowledgement. Okay? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. He stares at the hammer and gets pulled away from the scene. On Asgard, Heimdall, uh, yellow-eyed, 
stares into the gaseous reaches of outer space. Just a beautiful shot of that. Uh, Jane and Eric back on Earth argue the science of Thor and the Bifrost while looking over the mythology. Uh, then cut to Coulson, uh, telling Thor it's hurtful that uh, he beat his best agents up like mall cops. Coulson wants to know where he got his training, uh, South Africa, Afghanistan, or from others. Then Coulson steps out, and Loki appears in the mirror. Thor begs Loki to explain to his father, uh, you know, that he's sorry and whatnot, but Loki explains that his father is dead because of him. Lies, Loki. Uh, so, you know, we get the deceitful Loki for the first time. Uh, the war and Thor being banished was too much to bear, and Mother has forbidden his return. This is goodbye. Hearing this, it, you know, obviously, I, I wouldn't want to come back either. Thor is like, this is, I'm sorry, and thank you for letting me know. It was like almost nice enough for Loki to even tell him if this is his fault, he wouldn't want to go back. Um, Loki's wearing a green suit and tie. Uh, similar, I think we see one him wearing something similar in Avengers. Loki uh, tries to go to the hammer and take it, but he can't. He, he's in front of everyone. He's clearly like invisible, but we see him. Uh, he can't. He's not worthy. Loki he ain't worthy, dude. You think you're gonna wheel Mjolnir? Never see him try it again. Uh, Eric comes up with a story for Thor uh, that his doctor, that he's a doctor, and like. They stole all his research, so he just lost it. Very smart. So he uh, shows up at the facility, and uh, he has all the info to back it up. Coulson even pulls like his fake uh, Thor's fake ID, like that. I guess Eric had made up for him on a computer. It all checks out. Uh, Thor tells Eric he had it all backwards, and uh, they go out for a drink. And uh, he says, "My father was trying to teach me something. I was too stupid to see it." Eric tells Thor that he doesn't know if he's pulling some sort of con, but he doesn't care. He just doesn't want him to hurt Jane. And uh, Thor says he has no intention to hurt her, ever. Loki approaches King Laufey, back in Jotunheim, who sits on his throne. He commands his guards to kill him, but Loki reveals, why would you kill uh, someone who helped you? So it was him who showed them into Asgard. Uh, this was, he did this to ruin his brother's big day and to protect the realm from his idiotic rule a bit longer. So, true, true, true. All the truth comes out. Loki tells him that he will lead them to kill Odin in his sleep. Now, this is us really seeing Od uh, Loki as a backstabber, but we learn that he wants to lure the, the, all the ice giants in so he can destroy their home. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Interesting. Loki is... We truly know, like, the genocide thing comes in here. I didn't ever get, how does Loki want to kill so many people at once? Why, why, why? How, how, how? Where's that justification uh, in Avengers? How does he want to do that? Subtlety here. He, he wants to kill all the Ice Giants. He wants to kill a whole realm in this movie. Um, didn't really realize that, that so much until now. Um, yeah, so this is kind of Loki doing war moves. This is how Loki acts as king. Uh, he's... You, you know, I'm really, the first time I watched it, was really leaning into that betrayal of his kingdom. He's trying to get back at his dad, and I kind of overlooked the fact that, like, he really wanted to get back at these people, and he does tell, I thought he was lying maybe the first time I watched it, you know, I was a little younger, and he was telling Thor at the end of the movie, he's going to be telling Thor, like, I did this uh, to to pr prove to uh, father, I think it was, like, lying to get out of it and be pulled up. Loki returns from Jotunheim, and Heimdall, notices and calls him out uh, on the fact that he couldn't see him when he was there. He was invisible to him. Loki tells Heimdall to open the Bifrost to no one. Thor carries a very drunk Eric back to the van and bed. Uh, Jane is embarrassed about her messy place, so she brings Thor back up to the roof, uh, fireside, very romantic. Um, Thor tells her she's been very kind. Uh, he, gives in, he gives Jane the notebook. He recovered it, her notebook, some of her notes, and Jane can't believe it. She is so happy that she doesn't have to start from scratch, uh, which is great. Thor draws out the nine realms of the cosmos for Jane. It is romantic yet amazing, I'm assuming, for Jane. The world's tree, uh, and then we kind of fade out. They fall asleep next to each other on the roof. It's adorable. Thor's friends agree back in Asgard that they need to go find him. 
Then a guard enters and they say demand their, they demand their presence. Heimdall says that he can't open the bridge, but left uh, the sword in and it opened automatically and sent them to Earth. Uh, so like basically Heimdall sneaks them on to Earth uh, when they were thinking about it. Uh, they were like hesitant, and Heimdall like basically got them onto Earth. Sneaky sneak. I like you, Heimdall. Got you. I got you. They got you. Um, Darcy and Eric sit at a, at a table, and Thor serves them breakfast. It's a really nice scene. Uh, basically, like I think Thor's just accepting of being here at this point. Uh, Loki walks into Odin's vault and unleashes the Guardian from the beginning, and tells it to ensure his brother does not return. Thor's crew rolls through town in their entire getup, and some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents see them uh, in their renaissance. Is there a renaissance fair in town? Now, by the way, Loki releases the Guardian uh, once he realizes that Heimdall let Thor's friends go. So this is kind of a trigger reaction to that. Um, Eric, Darcy, and Jane are pretty jaw-dropped at the sight of the friends um, showing up. <laughs> they tell him his father still lives. Uh, Loki approaches Heimdall. Uh, he tells them they are... Uh, there is one way in and one way out of Asgard. Uh, Loki tells him he's relieved of his post. Heimdall says that he no longer that he no longer obeys him, and he starts to strike with his sword. But Loki pulls out the ice box and freezes Heimdall. He turns completely blue. The Destroyer is the uh, big thing. I've been calling it the Guardian, but it's called the Destroyer uh, from Odin, Odin's vault. It lands in the desert in front of Coulson. And uh, that S.H.I.E.L.D. agent from earlier I said he's the compromised Hydra agent. Uh, he says, is that one of Stark's? Uh, Coulson's like, I don't never know. This guy never tells me anything. Uh, Coulson like, tries to reason with it, get it to calm down, but it starts blasting cars with its face, so that's not going to work. Thor tells Eric, uh, Jane, and Darcy to clear the town, so they start doing that. The destroyer walks through the town and beams a gas station. It starts walking through the flames. Like every every uh, evil entity has to walk through flames slowly at one moment. Like vision, bad vi white vision, not bad vision, because white vision is good vision. Now, one guy jumps uh, and gets one guy. Uh, one of the Thor's not guy. One of Thor's companions jumps up at the thing. Uh, the the uh, destroyer just gets thrown back. Uh, Sif jumps on its back and swords it right through the back. Looks very hurt, but it uh, just makes it more mad and sends even more powerful blasts at everybody and everything. It keeps firing more and more beams, uh, just leveling this town and advancing uh, through the streets. Thor runs through the destruction. He asks Sif if she's done all that she can, and she says, I will keep doing all that I can. I've done everything I can. I'll keep doing all that I can. Then he says, do more another day. Leave. Take all the friends with you. Uh, and then he, he's got a plan. So his plan is to pretty much take one for the team. He walks in the middle of the street towards the destroyer. He's willing to sacrifice himself because he knows that it is what will stop this attack and save others worthy 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 moment brother whatever i've done i'm truly sorry but these people are innocent taking their lives will do you nothing so take mine and end this we see loki contemplate but he's not contemplating he's pretty sure uh i mean in, in one way like what is he contemplating he knows he wants thor dead uh, but i don't know in my in my mind i feel like he still wants to destroy everything with that thing uh but he does that the destroyer does backhand thor uh, he lies dead, basically, and uh, him and Jane say their goodbyes. Uh, Odin sheds a single tear. We hear the line, whoever holds this hammer possess the power of Thor. The hammer flies out of the sky with a vapor trail behind it and flies toward them into Thor's hand. All the armor slowly wraps around him and the lightning embodies him uh, very slowly. This is a very, very cool moment. Uh, and I like seeing suit-ups. They did Thor suit-up. Very cool here. I love it. The Destroyer tries to strike, but doesn't. Uh, it doesn't work because Thor in full armor strikes it in the face with Mjolnir super hard. Oh my God. Jane to Thor uh, suiting up. She was loss of words at this because uh, she, she's in love with this guy. Thor, creating the biggest sand tornado you ever seen, takes the destroyer up in the air, 
to destroy it, then back down. Coulson tells Thor he hasn't been honest. Uh, no. Uh, this, this, uh, know this son of Cole, we are on the same side. <laughs> if you return Jane's items, though, basically he says, uh, Loki lets the frost giants in through the Bifrost. Now, this is where things are getting dangerous. We don't even know it. Um, Thor tries to get Heimdall to open the Bifrost, but from Earth, but he can't reach him, right, for, for a second. Um, but then Heimdall breaks free of the ice and slices through two frost giants. Jane and Thor share a passionate kiss. Uh, Frost giants approach Odin. Laufey opens one of his eyes. Odin's eyes, very creepy, standing right over Odin. Um, we're like, oh, Loki, you are so low for doing this. But at that moment, Loki kills him uh, as he's looking over Odin. This was his plan. Uh, he wasn't betraying his father, but like at the same time now, it's still sick what Loki's doing. Moki wants not only to kill this guy, he wants to kill every single one of his people, man, woman, child, entire civilization. Uh, so he's going to blow up the entire world of Jotunheim, entire realm, like Earth, uh, with kind of like Thanos, not even half, a whole world with the Bifrost. It's capable of doing that. Thor arrives and Loki reveals that he will destroy all of Jotunheim with the Bifrost. They both go to the dome. Uh, Loki said he's doing this to prove to his father he's a worthy son. Um, Thor says, you can't kill an entire race. Uh, I will not fight you, brother. And he says, I'm not your brother. I never was. And uh, Loki asked what turned Thor so soft in this little time. And he asked if it was the girl, Jane. And he said, maybe he'll pay him a pair of visit himself. And this gets obviously gets Thor very angry. You don't bring up the girl. Um, they fight spear versus hammer. Loki does uh, an awesome job, actually, fighting Thor here. Um, he does a swing kick. He uh, fires a blaster energy at him. Uh, Loki does not is not a weakling you know just because he's smaller a little smaller than thor he looks a little weak. he's not weaker uh he's pretty powerful loki hangs from the edge and tricks thor as uh and and uh hits him from behind with his you know invisible trick loki does a doctor strange thing where many of him appear and thor destroys all the copies of him with his lightning uh, Thor puts his hammer on Loki's chest to destroy the Bifrost before it can destroy Jotunheim. Just as Loki is telling Thor there's nothing he can do, Thor beats the bridge with his hammer. Loki runs to Thor with his spear to try and stop him. Thor finishes it with one final swoop. Forgive me, Jane, he says. Uh, Odin saves Thor from falling. Uh, Loki hangs to Thor. Thor hangs to Odin. Loki, I could, uh, says, says uh, Odin to Loki, I could have done it, father. Uh, no, Loki. Like, And I think this is where it's misinterpreted. I think no, Loki was, no, Loki, don't fall, don't fall. He, said, he thinks no, Loki, you couldn't have done it. So there's a misinterpretation here. Um, Loki lets go. It's tragic. Down into the next Avengers movie where he betrays everything uh, further. Uh, back on Earth, Eric, Jane, and Darcy look up at the sky. They say it's gone. Thor and his friends feast at a long banquet table. Thor makes his rounds to his mom, to Sif. Um, his mom says she's he's kind of like mourning the loss of his brother. Um, you know, it's, it is a loss. Uh, Thor walks to Odin, who stands by on a balcony, looking over his sprawling kingdom. You'll be a wise king. There will never be a wiser king than you or a better father. I have much to learn, and I know that now. Someday, perhaps, I shall make you proud. You've already made me proud. This is great. Full circle stuff here. Thor asks Heimdall if Earth is lost and if he can see her. <laughs> who do you think? Uh, he says yes. Uh, we see Jane working in her lab with Eric and Darcy. Heindel says, she's searching for you. End of movie. Wonderful. Post-credit scene, we can get Nick Fury talking to Eric Selvig. Now, this has always kind of confused me because I never knew at what level Eric Selvig was compromised by Loki. And uh, we see we see Fury and uh, pretty much enlisting Selvig to join the Avengers, like on the side, you know, work with them on the Tesseract, where we first see the Tesseract. 
Loki learns of the Tesseract uh, via Selvik, but I, I always thought Selvik was kind of compromised by Loki later, uh, but I'm wrong. I think he, Selvik completely gets compromised by Loki off screen directly after this movie, and that's what we learn. And that's what we have for Thor today. Wow. That was really fun to watch the, the second. Not, well, it wasn't the second installment, but the second series of uh, Marvel being brought in. The second Avenger uh, put into play here. We have one more Avenger, aside from the Hulk, Edward Norton's Hulk. Uh, forgive me for not jumping into that one. I didn't want to do two in a week. And I like Mark Ruffalo's. Uh, the continuity is just, it, it's, the t- it's what we have the time for. Maybe we'll go back into that one day. I'm not opposed to it. But for now, this is where we're at. And I think it's been really fun looking into Loki's character in this movie. We're going to have more time to look into Loki's character when we go into Avengers uh, two weeks from now. And then when we watch Avengers, that will only be a few short days. Friday, the Friday before the following Wednesday, the 9th, um, where we will be watching Loki, the series new Marvel content, new MCU content. We can't wait for it. And um, I'm literally on my heels uh, waiting for this thing. Uh, I'm sure you are too. Uh, I I couldn't be more happy to have you here with me today. Uh, This has been a blast. I hope you are enjoying these rewatches, you wonderful people. Uh, You know, we're all Marvel Maniacs here. If you are enjoying the show, follow us on Twitter. We're Marvel Maniac Pod. Um, Leave a comment or review on the show. It goes a really long way. Um, Subscribe. If you, I mean, you probably are. (laughs) Um, I'll all um, donations go to at Mr. Honest Podcast on PayPal. Um, it goes right back into the show. Um, MarvelManiacPod at gmail.com for anything, any uh, literal inquiries or questions or just email, like theories, all that stuff. But we will see you next week where we will be covering Captain America, the first Avenger. We're going to literally assemble with the man with the stars and stripes. And I hope to see you there. Uh, Until next week, I can't wait to see you. This has been Eric Cicada, a.k.a. Mr. Honest. Avengers, disassemble.